When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the Collectors Club with Bryce, Michael, and Ivy. I know a story of high strangeness or two. Hey everybody, welcome back to Bigfoot Collectors Club, the show where we talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal history and share stories of high strangeness. I'm your host, Michael McMillan. With me always is your other host, Bryce Johnson. And our super producer, Riley Bray. Oh yeah, that's right. Your boys are back from Thanksgiving hiatus. We hope you enjoyed our Patreon unlock last week. And just as we were about to roll, Bryce started telling a story about a cosmonaut. And we were like, stop it. Let's let our (laughs) listeners hear the story. (laughs) Well, I was going to try, you know, keep my window open and get a nice breeze to record with the the BCC boys. But lo and behold, there's a leaf blower ruining my day. But I was like... I guess you just sort of have to get used to the sounds of leaf blowers and gardeners in Los Angeles. But I was reminded of the story of the first person in space, Yuri Gagarin, a Russian (laughs) cosmonaut who in 1961 on April 12th orbited the Earth. But apparently, as the story goes, there was this annoying alarm in his capsule that he just couldn't get to fucking turn off. So he had a fork in the road moment where he's like, "Okay, Yuri, either this is going to ruin your trip around the Earth or you turn that alarm into opera. And he, within seconds, was able to just turn a switch in his mind to make that the most beautiful um, sort of ambiance as he's rotating around, orbiting the Earth. And so he learned to fall in love with something that he could not stand to begin with. I love that's that. That's pretty so good. That's, that's you with the leaf blowers in Los Angeles. No, I'm not there yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that's also how they invented ambient music, Riley. Right, right. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, what if I just hit this piece of metal and let it ring for 20 minutes? Um, I did that yeah, to my right. poor dogs. Uh, I set my because t- I had taken a COVID test. And I set my timer for 15 minutes and was pretty I was pretty sure I didn't have COVID, didn't have any symptoms, but I was like on my way to like uh, an appointment where I didn't want to like accidentally bring COVID with me. And I <laughs> Sorry guys, it. I brought COVID with me. Yeah, oh. I, um, I don't know if this is cool or not, but I invited COVID. Um, hey guys, <laughs> what's up? So I checked the test, negative, ran out the door, forgot I had set an alarm. So Clearly, seconds after I got, I left, my kitchen alarm started. My oven alarm went off, and then I was gone oh, no. for like an hour and a half. And I came back, and it was beeping. And I was like, "My poor dogs! They've been oh. listening to this go off for an hour and a half." So I think that makes them cosmonauts now. Yeah, yeah, they're dogonauts for sure. Yeah, that tracks. Or they're de- or they're deaf now. <laughs> they're, they're just oh, man, permanently feel, ear damaged. So bad. That must have driven them crazy. Speaking of driving, um another fun story you were telling us Bryce that I made you stop uh was mm. that you had to change a tire in the rain <laughs> yesterday. Oh my god. Yes. Yes. I was driving my son to his uh football party at Ultra Laser Tag. Which we shouldn't be doing. It's a school awesome. night, but I'm going to do it because why not? And then because it's laser fucking, tag, and yeah, how can it, yeah, you Dad Bryce resist? Oh my God! It's yeah, pouring exactly. cats and dogs, and then I, you know, just I hit this fucking bump, this uh, pothole, and then just you know, tire starts. I get the pressure signal. I pull over into a Walmart, and I and I had to. I, oh, I'm just rushing, so I'm doing everything wrong. I should have just taken a second. Because, you know, first I try and jack it up and then I'm like, do the bolts. And then I'm like, shit, no, I got to do the bolts before it's jacked and it's raining. Uh, yeah. And then, oh, and then it's like slipping off the jack and Walker's like, oh, oh. <laughs> like we're going to get there. I changed this fucking thing in like 15 minutes. I'll be damned. And it, the jack went over like t- two times. It was so stressful. And then as we're driving there, the light goes on the tire. I'm like, you know what, dude, I just want to get this home. I don't know, you know, if, how 
let me just get this home. And he's like, oh, okay. And I was like, we're not out of it yet. We'll get in the other car and we'll come. He's like, no, it's like the lasers will probably hurt my eyes anyway. And it doesn't sound that fun. <laughs> and I was like, no, hang in there, man. Don't lose hope. We're going to fucking get to that laser tag. Uh, but we switched the cars out, got him the laser tag. And ugh, oh, what a good ending. The idea I of love that like, he laser tag doesn't sound that fun. Don't worry. Yeah, about he was trying to trying to make his old man feel better by saying back the no. tears. Oh yeah, totally. Because <laughs> I'm having him like hold my phone with the flashlight in the rain. I'm like, get down here! No, underneath. I got. Uh. He's like, ah, uh, ah. Uh, uh. <laughs> That's a life experience, Dad. Learning you to change a tire in the rain for laser oh my tag. God. I would do not that's recommend core memory anyway. right there. Well, that's the problem because you're in a rush and you're like trying to get into laser tag. So you're missing all the steps and it's just like, oh, my God. I, had to do I just like love the times. idea of running late for laser tag. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. All right, everybody, let's get into this week's show. Uh, first of all, our response uh, from you guys over the new BCC cover art by Ryan Smallman has been overwhelming uh, over the past couple weeks. And I just want to say, yes, there will be new merch. Stay tuned to our Instagram at Bigfoot Collectors Club for updates. If we haven't already made them by the time this episode drops. So, uh, yes, there will. We People are asking for posters, shirts. We're working on it. Uh, and we may have already announced something uh, by now. We're a little bit in the time machine here. So uh, we're not we're not we're not sure what's happening in the future. We might all be run over by by laser tag uh, wielding robots. It's true. (laughs) Entirely possible. Yeah. Don't forget that we have a live stream show coming up very soon. 9 p.m. Eastern on Friday, December 9th. Our holiday themed episode will feature special guest. Give me a drum roll. Betsy Sidaro. All right. So if you weren't sold on it before, you should be by now. You know, Betsy, she's been a guest on the show every holiday season since we began. Mm-hmm. Uh, co-host of A Funny Feeling. We love trash podcast, comedian, uh, actor extraordinaire, uh, Betsy Sidaro. So uh, tickets can be purchased for that at popsylounge.com. Also, Available are limited passes that you can pick up to chat with Bryce in a one-on-one video session after the show. It's a virtual meet and greet. Yes, Michael did it the first time. I'm doing it this time, which means, Riley, you're going to be next. But I'm looking forward to speaking with you. So jump in there. Get your reservation. Get your ticket to do that because we can talk about anything you guys want in in your time with me. I'm really looking forward to to meeting you guys. And, oh, my God, Betsy Sodaro. Like, does it get any better than that? She is the best. Yeah, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. Truly doesn't. All right, it's that time of the month. It's the 30th. We're at the very end of November. That means it's time to dive back into our L files. Uh, We haven't done this in a minute uh, because at the end of October, we had our BCC Slumber Boy special um, that was cursed by Bloody Mary. Um, Mm. These stories are sent into us from listeners who have had their own moments of high strangeness. If you are listening and you have a spooky story that you want to share, please send it over to us at BigfootCollectorsClub at gmail.com and include L files in the subject line. I thought we'd do something a little fun to kick things off uh, this session with a uh, a question that was asked mm. by a listener over on Instagram. This is a little bit of advice, some paranormal-related advice. Okay. This is yeah. from Scout, who asks... Question for the group. Thoughts on when it's appropriate to ask a new significant other their opinion on alien greys, men in black, <laughs> and all the squatches? <laughs> That's I mean, like, when, answer, do, when do you so. let out the first fart? Yeah, go ahead, Riley. <laughs> I mean, oh, it's the op- opening line, right? You just got to you gotta get that stuff out there in the beginning. That's the foundation of a strong relationship. That's I mean, it I is. It's about alien good. And men black. I'd say it's good second date banter for sure. Mm. You know, get over the first date. Mm. Second date, you can start getting a little bit more imaginative with your conversations. Yeah. 
You know, what's so great, and I think what we've learned on this show is the, the paranormal or strange happenings in people's lives are something that touches each and every one of us. And not us, and if not us personally, then someone we know. It's really like a fucking cancer. So it's probably a great thing to bring up, like Michael said, second or third date, because at that point, you know, it could probably open up a dialogue that's going to be rich. Get a yeah, little buzz. If you get buzzed, get a little buzzed. Yeah. <laughs> First. <laughs> you, were you know what I mean? Aliens. Yeah. Just yeah. to let her know you've been probed. <laughs> <laughs> or do. You know, or do. Or do. You, or you do. Know. Yeah. You I was also going to say you could just play bullshit or believe it as an icebreaker. <gasps> really? That's oh, that's good. Because yeah, then, what you should do then, is tell other people about our podcast. That's That's, <laughs> that's the advice. Yeah. Because then you can then you can play it as a litmus test, and you can be like, "Oh, it's just a game. I don't necessarily believe all in all this stuff. It's just a funny podcast I listen to, and they do this." And then, and although if you have that list on you or memorized, then that might be a red flag. So maybe figure out a way to like pull that out, pull that list out gently. You know what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> pull that list out gently. That's going on the BJ and the Shadow Bats. <laughs> I don't know. You'll know. You'll get a clue. Someone will bring it up. If you wait for them to bring it up, it might be too long. But but I'll say this. If you bring it up and they freak out, then they weren't right for you anyway, Scout. That's true. That's very true. That's why that complete just jump right in. That completes uh that completes our album Sexistence. <laughs> I thought it was sexistence. <laughs> it's sex, yeah, it, that works too. Hold on, I got to get this last one in. Pull yeah. that list out, nice and slow. No, gently, gently. Oh, gently. pull that list nice out, and gently. slow. Right, this that, is why you write things down. Out. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go ahead and read these off because sexistence <laughs> is done. At the top right. of the album, we have a lesser known gnome. At number two, <laughs> we have Bat Dog. Number three, the better Batman. Number four, a 70s Selkie. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Number five, a paranormal charcuterie. Number six, animal mixations. Oh, that's a good Ooh. one. Number seven, seduce and destroy. Oh, I love that. Eight, yoked alchemy. Oh, that's a good one. Nine, Rocky knocking boots. Oh, that's good. Ten, alien on the run. And uh, closing out the album, sexistence is uh, pull that list out gently. There you go. Great. Is this wow. Wolf Brother or is this... BJ and the sure, Shadow Bats. But it's our fourth it's like, album. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the sexy lounge BJ and the Shadow Bats album. You know, it's like right. a, they're exploring some new territory here. It's BJ's yeah. going a little prog on this one, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. Well, yeah. there's there jazz influence. All right. Love we'll get it. on that, Bryce. We'll start Great. recording Sounds right good. away. Yep. 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 Okay. Uh, let's dig into these listener files. Bryce, why don't you kick us off? Sure. Absolutely. <clears throat> here we go. Mysterious symbols in Sasquatch country? Hi, BCC crew. The more I listen and discuss your podcast with friends, the more I begin to dig up or reframe discarded memories of strange occurrences. Love that. Not everything in life is a magnitude 10 life-changing alien encounter, but it is fun to revisit strange events from my past with a BCC-style, what the hell was that, curiosity. In December of 2017, my wife and I visited the German-style mountain town of Leavenworth, Washington. They put on a big Christmas celebration every year, and we thought it would be fun and romantic to rent a big SUV and car camp for a night near the town. We hadn't really thought about the fact that the temperatures at that time normally dropped to about 20 below at night. So, as a result, our car camping was uncomfortable to say the least. We had rented a space at the far end of a KOA campsite with nobody else around us, which was good because every hour or two I would wake up freezing and remote start the car so we could run the heater for a bit before turning it back off and trying to get some sleep. So I imagine in the silence of the frozen wooded mountains, we were the lone sound every 90 minutes or so as our engine turned over. We woke up at about 6 a.m. just as it was starting to get light. Too cold and sore to sleep any longer and figured it was a good opportunity to get an early start to our day. The outside of the windows were completely frosted over from the freezing temps and light snow overnight. I crawled up to the front seat and that's when I saw 
the attached symbol very clearly and deliberately drawn in the frost on the outside of the driver's side window. The symbol was about four inches square. Attached is my recreation of it drawn on my phone. It was the only area of the car's window that wasn't completely frosted, so it stood out immediately. We were both completely freaked out by the thought of something drawing that while we slept in our car. We were nowhere near any bushes or branches. It might have brushed against the car to randomly make the shape in the wind. To me, the oh, no, I added that to me. The symbol is almost like an Egyptian eye shape with equal length lines drawn underneath. I would agree with that. <clears throat> I could not explain how the symbol got on the outside of the window unless someone put it there. But it was around 18 degrees that night and we were deep into a nearly empty pitch dark campground during a snowstorm. Someone okay, let's let's take let's take a quick pause here. We're starting to interrupt and describe Great. what we're looking oh. at because I'm going to include this on the Instagram as well. So Bryce, describe this symbol. It's kind of creepy. Yeah, well, you know, it it it, it is sort of reminiscent of that all-seeing eye of Horus. Uh, but you know what? The 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 upper line is a little different. And Michael Riley, correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't it look like the maybe the right side of a burrowed brow of a Bigfoot? Maybe. Hundred <laughs> percent. 100% yep. does. I'm getting do you, yeah, big, big. Do you think Bigfoot like leaned his eye up against the window and blinked and left this? No. No, I don't think that. I think I think like uh they're inferring that there this was drawn as a symbol possibly with a finger. This is a this is a message. So it's it's sort of a eyelid shape with the like cuz some of you are driving and can't look right now with like the, you know, when when people wear eye makeup and they put the like little long eyelash tip at the end at the corner of their eye, I don't know what you call that. Cat but it's kind of got it's that. A, it's a cat eye. Yeah. Cat eye. Thank you. Thank you. Duh. Yeah. I did know that. So it's like a cat eye, no pupil, and then underneath the base of what you would call the eye are two, one on top of each other, two bent, two curved lines, sort of like an equal sign that has been. Uh, curved towards the the arc of the lower lid of the eye. That's kind of yeah. what it is. Yeah. Well, I'll continue on. Someone would be crazy to be walking around in the weather drawn on cars. I did a lot of searching around once we got home just to see if there was any meaning or history to the symbol and didn't have much luck. I first looked for the rational answers. The Pacific Northwest is unfortunately no stranger to the unhoused epidemic. So someone on a message board advised that I should look into the iconography of hobo signs, a series of shorthand symbols that old-timey rail-riding hobos would use to communicate messages with each other. There was nothing even close within that language. I like that idea, though. Uh, but my research started leading me to the other more bizarre things. The swoop of the eye shape is reminiscent of classic Egyptian eye art, but the eyes of Horus and Ra symbols are very different from what we had. Other ancient eye symbols also look different, but the symbolism was generally the same. Life and protection born of either good or evil. This took me down a rabbit hole of ancient symbolism and its relationship to aliens. <clears throat> Hell yeah. Now for Bryce's ears to perk up. Okay, they're already up. Uh, it finally got me thinking about Bigfoot. There have been tons of Bigfoot sightings near Leavenworth and nearby Wenatchee, uh, Wenatchee, I'm sorry. And I'm not so seriously played with the idea that the symbol might be a message from an intelligent local Bigfoot. The message being, I see you, you're in my territory. Know that I came and went without harming you. But of course, that's pretty far-fetched as well. And I've never heard of Bigfoot being dainty enough to draw symbols as a warning when it could just chuck a log at us instead. <laughs> so what do you all think? Serial killer? Alien message? Warning from a peeping Bigfoot. Very cold teenage pranksters? Teenage Bigfoot pranksters? Have any of you ever seen a symbol like this? All I know is that we didn't draw it. And I don't suppose we'll never ever know who did. Love the show as always. Thanks for bringing a little more strangeness into my life. Signed, C. Well, thank you, C. What a wonderful, uh, lovely letter to bring into the Bigfoot Collectors Club listener files. I don't know. What do you guys think? Spooky as hell. I mean, whenever I go camping, like also this car camping in this sub freezing temperature, C, you mm. gotta you gotta check the weather before you go camping. Mm. Uh, but. I mean, it's just so creepy. I mean, my my mind goes to person, um, but like they said, it's like it's twenty below, and uh, like who's out there just like drawn on cars in the middle of yeah. the night, especially when they're waking up every hour or so. I mean, it's really uh, 
it's very creepy and ominous. Yeah. It, it definitely has an I see you, I'm watching you kind of feeling to the message. So For sure. I mean, God, you don't have to beat the symbolism over your head to get that one. I see yeah. you. It's right in the letter. I think he's right. And <clears throat> look, you know, there there's some great Bigfoot reports that come from people in their cars, oftentimes sleeping, waking up to the looking at. You're lucky you didn't see this thing face to face. Uh, but I have no problem with this idea that uh, that it could have been a, a passing by uh, Bigfoot who's saying, hey, man, uh, when you wake up, time to get the fuck out. I have a different theory. Lay it on. Okay. Different theory. Uh, I'm just just again, theory. Just going to put this forward. What if where they stopped was in a territory of some spooky entity, something mm. a bit malevolent? Mm. And another good entity came by, drew a protective symbol on the car to tell the bad entity, don't fuck with these people. I'm watching over them. That's how you flip the script. That's how you do it. That's what I, I, that's kind of the vibes I got. You know, my head is still back in the realm of Wes Larson's shadow entity photo in his cabin (laughs) back Mm, way back in October. Right. So I'm thinking like nature elemental protective spirit looking over them as they slept and totally. left a calling card to any other entities moving through to be like, do not fuck with these people. They're under my protection. Hold on. I'm going to draw this symbol in my notebook. I might need it. <laughs> I did highlight the phrase. Someone would be crazy to be walking around in that weather drawing on cars. So there's always that potential as well. Right, you know right. what I mean? <clears throat> Who knows? He did a lovely but job with the symbol, yeah, it's really know. great. It's very expressive. Cool, Weird. and maybe that, there's Michael. some maybe there's some natural phenomenon that could explain it. If you guys have a theory, let us know. But uh, if we're using our imagination and having fun here, that's 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 the story I'm telling. Oh, you win! I love that. Yeah, there's that whole arc to it. It's great. Yeah, love it. Thanks. World building. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, implies a larger world, you know, protective yeah. entities that watch over you and your cars. Road trip angels. Um, yeah. We know we have them. Hell yeah. All right, here we go. Hello, Bryce, Michael, and Riley, and possible guest. No, just the boys this week. My name is Elise, and I've been listening for years. I love the show and everything you guys do. It sounds crazy, but the podcast keeps me sane and awake on road trips and while camping. All right, well, there you go. That's I have great. two encounters that sh- that uh, to share that involve two different shadow people. I have only told friends about this, and a few have encouraged me to send it in. Well, we're glad that they did. And then uh, Elise writes, possible trigger warning for second encounter. Okay. Counter one. My first shadow person experience was back in 2014 or 2015. Around 8 p.m., I was lying on my bed facing the bedroom to where I could bedroom door to where I could see down the small hallway, which led to my brother's room where the door was open, and I could st- I could see the light still on. To the right of my room was the living room where I could hear my parents watching TV. I believe a comedy show or something as they were laughing quite a bit. I remember feeling that something was wrong, but not malicious. I had this feeling only for a few seconds before I saw a shadowy person walk from the right side of the doorway and stop in the middle of it. I remember that I could still see the light from my brother's room through the shadow. For whatever reason, I could tell that this shadow person was female, even though there were no distinctive features to the shadow. Hmm. I could feel that the shadow person was staring at me the whole time while I was watching her. She stood there, staring at me for about a second before disappearing. About as fast as she disappeared, she reappeared about halfway into my room and was walking towards me. I remember as she was getting closer that my fear of her was slowly fading away like I instinctively knew she was not going to hurt me. She ended up stopping right in front of me, then knelt down to be face to face. Hey, yeah, yeah, this is giving me chills up my spine. Yeah. We, as far as I could tell, were staring at each other with more curiosity than anything else at that point. I felt surprisingly calm as I stared at this opaque black mass only about six inches from my face. Nope. Uh, 
This lasted only about a second before she tilted her head in order to match the angle of mine while also lifting her hand up and bringing it toward the side of my head. Her hand stopped about half an inch from my cheek, then moved as if she were caressing it. I never felt anything physical from her movements. Like everything else, this too lasted only about a second before she suddenly stood up and then disappeared along with my paralysis. During this whole time, I could see through her and into my brother's room. I could also hear my parents occasionally laughing because of the TV. Weirdest thing is that this encounter is when my sleep paralysis problems started. Encounter 2. Trigger warning for possible sexual assault-esque scenario. This happened not long after we moved into a new house. This takes place at the beginning of 2018. During this time, we have been at this house for only a few months, and I have had a, a quite a few strange feelings along with weird sights and sounds before the shadow person. From what I heard, this house was pretty much vac vacant for about four years, per what the neighbors uh, said anyways. Sometimes around 2 or 3 a.m., I woke up on my side facing the doorway. I didn't feel like anything was off at first, but then noticed that my doors had been darker than it normally is at night. After my eyes adjusted, I saw a dark figure standing in front of my door staring at me. I could tell that this was a different shadow person than the first time, as I could also tell that this one was male. Since I have now had sleep paralysis multiple times before this, I found that the fastest way for me to wake up was to focus on some small movement and force myself essentially to jump out of bed. This is exactly what I ended up doing, and once the paralysis was gone, so too was the shadow person. Now, a weird thing was that instead of my normal walking around I tend to do after sleep paralysis, I decided that I should just go back to sleep. I woke up again, I'm assuming not a few minutes later, lying on my back and staring at the ceiling. Already I could feel the paralysis as I could see him standing in the middle of the room. Like the first one, he seemingly disappeared, and then I could feel the side of the bed dip down as if someone placed their knee to climb on top of it. I felt the bed dip and move as he essentially straddled me, his knees on both sides of my thighs. I could barely make out the black mass of his torso, yet I could feel some of his body as he was moving around. He seemed to stop moving for a bit as I felt my fear only building up and completely forgetting how to breathe. About the only thing I could do was not look towards him, so I focused on the window to my right while also trying to zone in on my breathing and not his overwhelming presence. Basically trying to ignore the shadow person as much as possible while also trying to get out of the paralysis. I felt what was either a hand or an elbow pressing down on the pillow near my left side of my head. It got harder and slightly louder, but still in a predictable rhythm. A few breaths later, I felt and heard him take a deep breath not a few inches from my ear, an off rhythm of my own breathing, essentially, I know it wasn't my own breathing. After I jolted up from my bed, after that I jolted up from my bed, but I didn't feel anything move away from me, nor felt anything physical when I got up. It was like he just disappeared right before I moved. I felt creeped out and gross, and yet despite everything, I decided to fall back asleep with nothing had happened until a minute after and all ended. I didn't want to make this any longer than it already is, but there were quite a few other strange happenings between and since the two encounters as well. I may write in again with the smaller events another time. All right, so there you go. Yeah, that was very, very disturbing. Shadow people. <clears throat> Shadow people. First one. Let's talk about the first encounter, the the female type entity caressing the cheek. That's pretty. I mean, first thing, first things first. You know, does kind of feel like sleep paralysis, mm -hmm. but the calmness and the lack of the fear of it reminds me of what Adela Levine has said about shadow people that they are actually ancestors or in some cases protectors. And maybe this was some sort of like entity or ancestor uh, passed on loved one that was just stopping by who, you know, mm -hmm. who knows? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's interesting. I like that. Either they're, you know, maybe a message from beyond. Either that or they're, these shadow people are somehow related to the sleep world, which we don't know a lot about, you know? Like, yeah. I just love this idea that this this dream space, as I like to call it, is actually inhabited. And not just by, you know, our, our floating consciousness that enters this dream space, but by some other sentience as well, you know? Um, who knows if that's like... You know, we're all meeting up in that dream space and, and and creating reality there. I don't know. It's so fucking weird. Yeah. yeah. It is interesting, too, like the commonality of the shadow person experience. You know, it's like right. so many people experience that same thing. So you just it, it leads you to wonder, like, is that something that then is, is rooted in all of our minds? Or is that something that some people are, are getting a, a peek at? You know, Right. Totally. Yeah. It's really yeah, strange. Or are they something... Uh, from another dimension that like they they materialize only so much as that we can sort of see like a vague dark outline of them you know what if yeah. they're like what if they're like actors to a call time for the dream for that person's dream they're like hey i'm, I'm here i'm here to <laughs> you're supposed to dream about i don't know patrick swayze i guess i'm here to i'm here to do that for you they're like not <laughs> quite like fully manifesting the dream and right. so they're super creepy right um <laughs> I think too, an encounter too, very, you know, uh, thanks for the trigger warning on that one. I think like that though feels very much like these old school incubus and succubus mm, yeah, stories sure. that we hear where entities straddle you or sit on your chest and like take your life force or take the breath out of you. You know, this is a phenomenon that is common with sleep paralysis and uh, is also, you know, like uh, a thing in in mythology. So, right. I don't know. You know, it, it is strange. I've definitely had shadow, similar shadow people things happen when I've had sleep paralysis. So I tend to feel like it is sort of a waking hallucinatory thing. Because um, you can have like those auditory incubus. things going as well. But yeah. I like where your mind's going because it's male and female, so that's incubus and succubus. Which one is to the male? Oh, an incubus is incubus. a demon in male form, uh, seeks to have sexual intercourse with sleeping women, and then the succubus is uh, the opposite, right? So let me see. Yeah, uh, yeah. The succubus is a is a demon or supernatural entity in female form that uh, wants to seduce. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. Interesting. interesting. Yeah, I mean Merlin's Merlin, the the wizard. I, his father was a, was an incubus in Arthurian right. mythology. Oh, so strange. But, uh, spooky, spooky, strange stuff. Scary. Um, uh, keep us posted if you have other shadow people stories. Send them on over. All right, we're gonna take. We're gonna shake that one off. We're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we have more elf files for all of you, dear Club Scouts. Get ready. <laughs> All right, we're back with more L files. Riley, why don't you uh, get into that second drawer cabinet there and pull out something for us? Pull it out slowly. Pull it out softly and gently. 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 Slowly. Hi, Michael, Bryce, Riley, and esteemed guest. No guest. Uh, My name is Tori. She, her. Uh, My husband and I are currently on our honeymoon in Scotland. I had an experience a few days before Halloween at Edinburgh Castle that I wanted to share with you. Oh. Uh, congratulations on your wedding and uh, hope you're enjoying anyways please take some time and look up the scottish national war memorial i had no idea that this what this was or that it was on the castle grounds the pictures you will find of this place do not do it justice the moment i walked in i felt an overwhelming energy to the place i was fighting tears it was originally built as a as a memorial for all of the fallen scottish soldiers in world war one There are books around the perimeter that contain the names of every fallen Scottish soldier in World War I and since. Wow. I got flooded with images of a soldier and of war. As I walked towards the east end of the memorial, the audio guide that I had rented began to fade into static. It skipped and stopped. I restarted it several times. I felt someone standing behind me. It was very clear to me that someone was trying to get my attention. A particular name kept flashing in my mind. I don't feel comfortable sharing the full name for reasons I'll explain later, but its first name was James. The audio guide kept malfunctioning until I paused and said quietly, okay, I know you're there. 
I know you're trying to get my attention. I am listening. After that, the audio guide resumed functioning Hmm. as normal. I want to note that it never malfunctioned at any other time during the entirety of our visit. The presence felt friendly and even protective. I actually got the sense that he might be family. I know I have Scottish ancestry, so it is possible. The experience was powerful and has stuck with me since. I only shared with my husband that I felt someone there and about the audio malfunctioning. I held off on sharing the name and other details that I saw in my mind. There just was not time to get into it yet. Later that night, he woke up from a dream and told me that he saw a soldier who introduced himself and said he was around to help and protect us. Wow. He told me the name that I had not mentioned. Whoa. (laughs) That's wild. You can look up names in the honor roll on the website for the memorial. I found him. No. This is crazy. I searched further and found some documents. I could not find images of him, but the description matched. The name matched. The rank matched. The dates, age, and marital status matched. He was killed in action in Belgium. I know. Which is consistent with the images and impressions I was getting. I don't feel comfortable sharing those details because it feels disrespectful, so you'll just have to trust my word on this. I still feel his presence around. He's respectful of boundaries, protective and helpful. I get the feeling that we are related and that if we had lived in the same time and place, we would have been best friends. So that is my big paranormal encounter in Scotland so far. We also visited Greyfriars Kirkyard at night and then had drinks at the Frankenstein pub while they were having a Halloween drag show. Oh, man. It felt like an appropriate end to the evening. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did a Loch Ness cruise, but no sign of Nessie. We are staying near the River Ness, so I am keeping an eye out for her. Also, <laughs> we've fallen in love with Inverness and are making it our mission to move here. No if you way. haven't been and you get a chance to come here, then do it. It is incredible. Love you guys. Tori. Dude, We're going I love to Inverness! This. No, <laughs> I love this real time L file happening while from Tori while she's on vacation. This is yes. awesome. This is totally great, right? Yeah. I mean, that's pretty wild to like getting the 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 name in your mind and then looking it up and, and it, he there he is and this is pretty this a is a ghost on your world. honeymoon? That is sexy. And I don't mean to be disrespectful, <laughs> but that is cool. That's yeah. like a BFF ghost. Yeah, yeah. totally. You know, a this reminds me of on uh, my, oh, it's a war ghost uh, on my honeymoon. All those confirmations remind me of the uh, the the reincarnation stories. Uh, you know, where mm-hmm. people would get confirmation and they would actually find the people who um, who had passed away, or who these people were getting all this information from. So fascinating when you can actually c- connect it and ground it to a real person. It just makes it so much more interesting. Yeah. I mean, this is awesome. I love it. You're having a magical honeymoon. Uh, you got a ghost hanging out with you. Um, you'll just have to, you know, I guess it's up to you whether or not you want that ghost to follow you all the way back to, to your home. Um, but uh, it's <laughs> well, up and to it's you. Not that, it's not that far off to think that you could be related, right? With all these new DNA te- tests people are taking, people are finding That's out all thinking. kinds of crazy shit, right? That who they're related to, their lineages, these pasts. It's like... You know, if, if you think about it, think how think how many millions and millions and billions of years it took to get you here. How many lineages mm-hmm. you had to go through to be here mm-hmm. where you are. Countless, countless links in the chain. Yeah, that is a mind-blowing thought. It really is. I mean, I'd say just keep hanging with James the Soldier Ghost. Like, let's, let's find out more. Hell what, yeah. what, what, <laughs> I, I need to know Hell everything. Yeah. I, want, I want the whole story. Yeah, this is good. This is like you're writing an Outlander novel on your honeymoon and you don't even know. This is a, like some good's That's happening awesome. here. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And you know, it's just uh, a matter right. of time before you're going to see Loch Ness. I'm sure you're home now. This was sent in weeks ago, but I fe- didn't it feel like through her letter that like we were like, oh, we got someone there keeping an eye out for us. Thank you, Tori. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, she's well, like, bad. I got an eyes on the lake, guys. You just everyone on their honeymoon doing. should be looking out for paranormal activity and thinking of us. That's what I. That's what I say. Oh my gosh! All right, well, let's dive into this letter bag one more time here. I think I. Oh, this is a good one. All right, let's bring this out. L file. Here we go. Okay, I was a child 
Couldn't have been older than 10, and I'm awakened in the middle of the night. Oh, sounds familiar to me, which was unusual for me, as I've always been a sound sleeper. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw motion coming from the corner of my room where my closet was. Figuring it was one of the cats, I sat up to look, and I saw a dark, ill-defined, humanoid-shaped figure emerge, tall, at least six foot, and start walking across my room. It had a gait, and the head moved up and down like it was a human walking. I was frozen in fear, petrified, like couldn't call for help, couldn't move. Might have been a sleep paralysis, but I doubt it because I remember consciously sitting up. As I watched the thing move across the foot of my bed, its head turned, and I could see one and then two human-shaped glowing eyes, an off-white color with pupils and irises, it looks at me, and I'm frozen with fear, mouth agape, trying to call for my parents with nothing coming out. It looked at me. I could see the pupils' irises pivot around in the sockets, and it blinked multiple times, then turned and walked around my bed, through the closed window and wall, out onto the roof, over the back porch. The eyes completely freaked me out. They had the structure to them, and I remember them looking around, focusing on me when figure paused at the foot of my bed and being way more realistic than the rest of whatever that was. That was much more dark and less defined. After it left, and I could move again enough to pull the covers over my head, and waited until morning. When I didn't call for my parents after it left, I don't know. All I know is that it was one of the most scary experiences of my life. Years later, I found out that someone had committed suicide by hanging in the attic of my childhood home many years before me. Oh, no. Yeah, the house was built in 1929, and my room and closet shared its ceiling in the attic. Other high strangeness in the house, feelings of dread in the attic, seeing ghostly sheep going up the stairs between the first Whoa. and second floors. That's wild. Feelings of being watched, dread, and what once was the cold, later converted to storage and oil. Mechanical radios turning by themselves to religious radio stations. Crucifixes being found upside down after being mounted right side up. Upstairs doors being found jarred okay. and being latched. Okay, a couple things here. Yeah, Taking off a couple of boxes. Kind of activity, kind of, kind of bearing the lead here. Bearing the lead a little bit of the... A couple stuff going on here. Yeah. Sometimes you could see them pop open, etc. I'm fairly certain the house I grew up in could be called Haunted with all these experiences had by multiple people, I should go collect them and see how many more there are. So, what the hell was that? Shadow person? Ghost? Extra-dimensional being? The closest thing I could find that looked like the eyes I saw standing out from a darker figure was an old LP buried in my dad's vinyl sacks called Moog, the Electric Electics of Dick Hyman, referenced here. What the fuck? It looks like... It looks like these, uh, it's like photos, negative photos of someone. It's like a negative guy. You know what I mean? I feel like you look at the negative of a photograph, which I don't know. Do kids today know what that looks like? Because we don't have negatives anymore. Jeez. It's an inverse. Yeah. Yeah, an inverse. Yeah. Well, the musician's name is unfortunate. The negative photograph composites of the artist on the cover artwork has eyes that look a lot like what I saw in my room as a kid, but just the eyes. I couldn't make out any other features of the face on the thing passing through my room. Anyway, Bryce, you brought back the memory of that experience and scared the shit out of me when I was a young kid with your story from BCC number zero. Keep on relaying the tales of high strangeness, guys. Weird experiences happen. If we talk about them, it helps us process what we experienced, whether they're figments of our minds or something natural we can't yet explain. Love your show, Eric. Okay, Eric, I love this idea that a ghost is sort of like a film negative. You know, the ghost yeah. that I saw, Lois Gruno at Interlochen Arts Academy down at, down in the theater next to the lake, also had a photographic quality about her. She looked like a par- Polaroid picture coming into focus, hmm. which hmm. is, it looked exactly like that, but in like real three-dimensional space. So I like this idea that however our eyeballs are processing their form, you know, they mm. could be, so, you know, I like that. Yeah. Maybe it is like a yeah. photograph negative. I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know why that would make sense, but it's the way the light is bending or the way that we're or our corneas can can perceive them. The details of the all white eyes with the irises and the pupils is very, very creepy. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say this is a this is a ghost or a sad spirit or entity hanging around in a sad place. What is up with those sheep walking up and down the stairs? That <laughs> is wild. Where is yeah, this? By I the mean, way. my this reminded me a little of Amityville Horror, right? I mean, this totally. sounds like some mm-hmm. classic fucking paranormal activity. You got the animals and the the religious themes, and it sounds like a lot yeah, more barn animals sh- inside the house, sh- shadow people. Yeah, this is fucking crazy. Um, that damn, yeah, and the yeah, suicide in the attic too, and that that the feelings of dread and of being watched, and right, this uh, is there's more to this story. Intense. Yeah, I would yeah. say so. Fuck, it's very, very haunted house. It's like, yeah, you could call that. You could call that haunted. Yeah, I think you could. This take letter the started one way and took a fucking turn, right? <laughs> yeah. We were like, I yeah, think, I was like, oh, oh it's got a little, sleeper, right, little shadow, little house. thing. Cro- First okay. of all, my yeah. shadow person crossed outside and left. That was it. Yours is like fucking <laughs> turning up crosses and inviting sheep up to the second floor. Yeah. I didn't have right. any of that shit. <laughs> uh, do you? Yeah, I, I think you can take the quotes off of haunted in this letter <laughs> yeah, yeah i think you're safe to do that <laughs> yeah remove quotes add a period after haunted haunted yeah haunted house great story spooky stuff thank you all right here we go this is our last l files of the week Hey, boys, I would prefer to keep this anonymous because this story also involves my younger brother and his ex-girlfriend. All right, this is Michael stepping in. This this letter is from C. It's a different C than the C at the beginning of the episode, just so okay. everybody knows. Two anonymous Cs. I wasn't sure if first C one of their names said or not, so I just left it as C. This one definitely does not. Let's go back to 2014 when my brother and I decided to get an apartment together. My brother was 19 at the time and I was 24. His then girlfriend moved in with us, which I was happy about because it meant rent was now split three ways instead of just two. Before I get into the guts of the story, I want to talk about the overly religious apartment manager we had to deal with. We got creep Uh vibes from her the moment we met her, but she allowed us to rent the apartment even with absolute garbage credit scores so we could just, (laughs) so we just dealt with her. She made sure we knew the apartment we were getting was hers before, and she would just be in the apartment above us to always, quote, keep an eye and ear out for us, end quote. Shivers. She then... She even gave my parents the creeps when they had to deal with her. Okay, back to the guts of the story. About two months in, I was with some friends, and they mentioned how my brother had lost an extreme amount of weight in that short time and was looking sick, like pale, sunken eyes, etc. I had noticed it, but chalked it up to him eating and drinking like shit, and also his girlfriend at the time was obsessed with health food to the point where they probably were not getting the calories they actually needed. (laughs) uh, Okay, I'm not even going to touch that. His girlfriend also started to have some health problems mentally and physically, along with the changes in their health and appearance. My brother started to get sleep paralysis. His girlfriend said she would wake up to him screaming and saying there was something in the corner of the room watching him. Alright, we have a recurring theme this episode. Jeez. Mm -hmm. At the time... Uh, And I guess still today, I'm a pretty skeptical person, so I didn't think much of it and assumed it was just stress. Weird stuff started happening when I was home alone, though. I would be in the living room and my bedroom TV would randomly turn on by itself. My animals, a cat and dog, would be very weary of the back of our apartment where the two bedrooms were if if I weren't with them. The TV thing happened a lot, but I just ignored it. Then one day, I got home from work and immediately laid in my bed. I started hearing knocking from the back wall. Our bedrooms both backed up to a large wooded area. I was a little freaked out, mainly because I assumed somebody was knocking on the outside of my bedroom wall. I got closer and it sounded like it was coming from their closet that backed up to my bedroom wall. The knocks came in threes, then would stop, then start again. I texted and called both of them to see why they were knocking, and they said that they weren't even home. 
At the point, the knocks got much louder. At that point, the, no- the knocks got much louder, and I begged them to come home fast. Fast forward a few weeks, and my brother's girlfriend comes to me really worried and said that she wanted to show me some pictures she had taken of my brother in their room. Oh, I do not like this. <laughs> Don't like where this is going. No. My heart literally stopped, and I remember being absolutely frozen with fear when I saw them. In both pictures, he was in different parts of the room, and behind him, almost over his shoulder, was a large, dark figure. To this day, I've begged my brother to get in touch with his ex to get those pictures, but he refuses. Eventually, the two broke up. Yeah, sorry, it's not like I couldn't see that one coming. But things got pretty weird after that. Come to find out my brother, she confessed that she had a dark spirit that had come to find out from my brother, she confessed that she had a dark spirit that followed her around since childhood. Wow. I feel like that should have come up at the lease signing, but okay, moving on. <laughs> my brother moved on pretty quickly, and after all three of us, me, him, and new girlfriend came home from dinner, his girlfriend left to go grab something from the store. I just, okay, so now we've got Old girlfriend moved out, new girlfriend moved in. Correct? That's what we're saying? That's, new girlfriend's yeah, that's, here? That's, okay. that's, that's what, what I'm trying to Okay, so yeah. I just got... Guys, this is a novel. I just got out of the showers. <laughs> this is a Stephen King novel. I just got out of the shower, still wrapped in a towel, when I hear my brother yell, What are you doing here? Get out! I open my door really quickly and see his ex at the front of the apartment just standing, staring at us. I tell her calmly that she needs to leave, and she, dead-eyed, looked at me and said, this doesn't concern you, go back to your room, and then sprinted at my brother. She slammed him up against the wall and had him basically lifted off the ground. He wasn't hitting back because he's not one to hit a girl, and I was trying to pull her off when I saw she had a knife. Luckily, my brother got free, grabbed her up, and threw her out into the porch and locked the door. She continued to sit on our front porch for hours. She was so calm the whole time, just saying, let me in, it's okay, I just want to talk, and rocking back and forth. Uh... I eventually went to talk to her and asked her how she got here. She moved four hours away once they broke up. She said she was alone and had been sitting outside the apartment and saw his girlfriend leave then just walked inside. I don't remember how that night ended other than her just walking away and leaving. Turns out, she was admitted to the psych ward not long after, and none of us have heard from her since. Follow up to that, my brother to this day still gets sleep paralysis, and so do I now. I also will wake up and see dark figures in my room. My husband says that I've recently uh, that recently I've been sitting upright in bed just screaming or saying there it is. I do not remember those times. I'm not sure what happened at that apartment. Was she possessed and now it's with us? Did our overly religious creepy vibes apartment manager curse us? Sorry this, this is so long. What do you guys think? Should I go see a professional medium to see what's following us? Love the podcast. See. Okay, see. Here's my answer. Yes. <laughs> Be glad it's not a house with a fucking huge nut mortgage. It's a fucking apartment with bad credit renting you. Get the hell out of there. Well, it sounds like they don't live there anymore. It sounds oh, like okay. she's now married, living with a husband. They're out of that house, but she's right. wondering, did this thing follow us? I see. I don't know. I, I don't think it's the old creepy lady. I think the old creepy lady was just there to set the t- set the mood. Right. Old creepy lady yeah. is the threshold character that that is at the beginning of every every horror movie that laughs at you and says, "Don't go down that road." You know, right? right. Yep, yep. Scene setting, classic misdirect. Yeah, yeah. But then, uh, I mean, the ex girlfriend. It sounds like there's some real mental health stuff yes. going on. Glad there. she's getting help. Hopefully, yes. Um, but that also that story is truly terrible. But what about the photos of the entity over the guy's shoulder? Yeah, is that like the thing that. that was feeding off of him and making Maybe. him look drained and tired Oof. and anything's I mean, possible? Potentially, man. yeah. I've 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 heard of people talking about this about that they have something following them or attached to them, and I mean, uh, 
who know you know who knows what that is and and uh, how you can I, I don't know it's a weird thing it's like it, it's a self-reinforcing entity in a way as it sort of what whatever it is it's kind of got that tulpa energy again yeah you know, where it's i don't know it's hard to it's hard to say what that is it's um, it's tough too because you can also personify any mental health issues you're going through you know right yeah. as an exterior force as well so right and if you're going there's through always that, been that yeah go on well, it's just there's always been that line, though, right, between like mm-hmm. that sort of mental health stuff and the paranormal world. So clearly, this this woman was having a mental health crisis, and it came, it led to violence, which was very scary. And glad that worked out. Also, just that whole story is extremely deeply creepy. But also, like, there's that sort of thing where it's like when the brain is in that state, it seems more open to whatever this paranormal it world could be both. is. Right. So it's, um, you know, maybe that did invite something into your life that's now manifesting in these ways. I mean, you know, see a medium, see a therapist, compare notes. I, 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 you I at know. least have a nice little treatment for a spooky horror movie. You could, mm, you could come up with a horror movie with this. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Not yeah. to trivialize and <laughs> exploit your experiences, but hey. Yeah. Not maybe bad. to start, maybe to start small, practice a little smudge routine, a little sage, uh, you know, kind of go around each room and a little bit over yourself and it takes a few minutes and it does a whole world of good. Start I, I there. don't think we're supposed to be doing sage anymore, right? Aren't, aren't all the sage plants getting like uh, destroyed and stolen from indigenous lands? Aren't we supposed to be backing off sage? Oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't get the, grow, I didn't get the memo. I didn't get the memo. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, uh, okay. It's all happening. Well, it's like, it's, this is recent. Well, it's coming get up. Some, I'm hearing more and more about before this. It's, get some before it's gone. and uh, maybe Get it from budget, an ethically haunted resourced <laughs> place. Yeah. Free trade. Yeah. yeah. Fair trade. Uh, yeah. I know, but I mean, I, I'm the same. I'm like, what are, how are we going cle- to cleanse our spaces now? What are we going to do? Everybody well, we'll, find out, we'll find other stuff. We'll burn Mr. Clean stuff. works too. I mean, yeah. honestly, Mr. Clean's not bad. He's an avatar of, he's a genie. He looks like a genie. He's probably just as good. <laughs> All right, everyone. It's the intention, right? Yeah, yeah. It's the intention. That's it for this week. Uh, let's close up the L files, lock up the storage unit. We'll return to these cases down the line. If you uh, want to send us your stories, remember Bigfoot Collectors Club at Gmail And if you want more BCC, you can always join us on our Patreon, BCC The Other Side, for three bonus monthly episodes, exclusive offers, and access to ambient soundtracks by Riley. Head over to patreon.com slash Bigfoot Collectors Club. And please follow, rate, and review Bigfoot Collectors Club on your favorite podcast app. If you write us a five-star review, we're probably going to read it. And we need new reviews to read on the air, guys. So please (laughs) review it. Send us some. We'll read yeah, it. hit us up. Write us some reviews on Apple Podcasts. Uh, slow it down a little bit. You got your BCC Jet Ski special. We know you're satiated, but we got to keep this train rolling. It helps find uh, new listeners or helps bring the show to new listeners. So please uh, do us that favor. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Bigfoot Pod, Twitter, or sorry, at Bigfoot Collectors Club, Twitter at Bigfoot Pod, and TikTok at BCC Podcast. I'm starting to put up some fun little videos over there i'm at mcmills on instagram and if you enjoy bcc check out my other show where i share personal hollywood histories with other actors and creators uh recent guest includes uh mr riley bray uh that show is called slate your name so check that out and also uh holidays are coming up if you want to spend spend uh, a minimal amount of money and send your loved one a well wish from me hit me up on cameo there you go you can find me on the socials i'm on instagram at mr bryce johnson on twitter at bryce o johnson and uh yeah give me a cameo uh as well say what's up yeah i mean why don't you go for all three huh cameos all around for the family uh i'm on there as well uh i'm also peace drone on instagram okay club scouts we'll see you back here next week until then oh reminder don't forget about our live stream show december 9th go get your tickets popsylounge.com until next week though good night and go get regressed
Bigfoot Collectors Club is produced by Riley Bray and Michael McMillan and scored and engineered by Riley Bray. Our theme song, Come Alone, is by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. Do us a favor and support the show and unlock three bonus episodes every month by becoming a member of our Patreon, BCC The Other Side, which can be found at patreon.com slash Bigfoot Collectors Club. Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible, and if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts.